Hello, I'm Rev. Shannon Moore, and you're listening to the Simple Worship Podcast, recorded each week at University Christian Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Every Sunday at 9.30 a.m., we gather in the Chapel of the Good Shepherd to sing, take communion, and worship. If you'd like to join us, in person or virtually, please visit our website, universitychristian.org, for more details. Today we are looking at a scripture from John chapter 3. The lectionary has taken us from the Gospel of Matthew where we were last week to the Gospel of John, which of course begins with that mystical explanation of Jesus being with God from creation. The Word was God, the Word was with God, light came into the world, the Word was made flesh. All of that beautiful language that the Gospel of John starts out with And then in the second chapter of John, we find Jesus performing his first miracle where he goes to a wedding. His mother asks him to help out the hosts because they've run out of wine and he turns water into wine in that famous miracle. And then he goes to the temple. Now in the other gospel tellings, Jesus doesn't go to the temple and throw a fit until Holy Week, the end, the last week of his life. And in the Gospel of John, he goes to the temple right at the beginning of his ministry, turns the tables over, tells the money changers to get out, that they are making a marketplace out of the temple. And it says that many believed in his name because they saw the signs that he was doing. We don't know what those signs are. We can assume they were healings or... Um, that sort of thing, but we don't know. We just know that there were signs, but they must have been significant because of what happens next. I'm going to start with John chapter 3. I'm going to read the first two verses. I'll read and, and talk as we go through this scripture reading. Here's the first two verses. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher who has come from God, For no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. You're going to see in today's scripture there's a lot of word play here. uh, Multiple ways to look at this story. And I'm going to try to lay it out in a way that you can make your own decision about what this story is saying or about what Nicodemus is up to. He's a Pharisee, a religious leader, a teacher. Uh, He comes to Jesus at night, which is significant. Was he sent by the other Pharisees to get the scoop on Jesus? Or did he come on his own and he didn't want the other Pharisees to see that he was coming to Jesus? Also consider that nighttime was when you studied the Torah. So maybe that was he just wanted to talk to Jesus about religious matters, spiritual matters, because that's when you did that sort of thing. You can decide as we go through this scripture what his motivation was. He addresses Jesus as a rabbi. Nicodemus was educated. Jesus was not educated in the way that Nicodemus was. Was he being sarcastic? Was he being respectful? I'll let you decide. He says, we know you're a teacher from God because of the signs you're doing. You couldn't do them unless you were in God's presence. Who is this we he's talking about? The other Pharisees? The Jewish people of Jerusalem? Or did he really mean me? That I want to know 
how you do these things. He just wasn't able to be that direct. You know that thing that you do when you, you can't be really direct or vulnerable because it's too hard? You know, we love you because it's too hard to say, I love you. We'll see what we think later. We'll continue with verse 3. Jesus answered Nicodemus, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. And the word that is used there can also mean born again. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? we got more double meanings here. So this word means born again or born from above. This is a kind of a silly example, but it would be as if Jesus said, I put the dog in the pen. And Nicodemus said, how did you get a dog inside of an ink pen? Right, same word, but it means different things. Silly example, but this, that's the kind of thing we're talking about. Same word that means two different things. Nicodemus just seems very confused by what Jesus is saying. So is Nicodemus making fun of Jesus? Is he nervous? Or is he simply being too literal with what Jesus is saying to him? Born again, that doesn't make any sense logically. Continuing with verse 5, Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I have said you must be born from above or born again. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? i got to be honest. i got 2,000 years of Christianity behind me, behind us, and I'm kind of identifying with Nicodemus here. What Jesus is saying is not really answering his question. Flesh is flesh, okay. Spirit is spirit, okay. You hear the wind, you don't know where it comes from, okay. And then Jesus said, so that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying, <laughs> Jesus? He's about to explain further. But I think it's helpful for us to take a moment and talk about how the gospel writer of John saw the physical and spiritual realms of our lives. And I got this analogy from a theologian named Ron Allen. He said it's like a two-story house or a two-story universe, but we'll use the, the, the image of a house. Downstairs is the world, and that's where people are. And there is hatefulness and willful ignorance and slavery and lies and evil. And the inhabitants of the downstairs, this downstairs world, live in darkness with only partial understanding of God. And then they die. Jesus, in John's gospel, sees 
the religious folks as stuck. His own religion, Judaism, stuck in this downstairs level. Upstairs is heaven, where everything is centered around God. And those who live there live in life and light and truth and freedom and abundance, and they have life eternal. So imagine that as we're continuing this scripture, we've got the world on this one level and the heavenly realm, God's realm on the upper level. Verse 11, Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. Now Jesus is talking in we language. Is he matching the way Nicodemus was talking? Is he talking about him and his disciples? Is he talking about his union with God? He continues, If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. It's an analogy to the cross. That whoever believes in Him may have eternal life. Jesus is saying that God reveals the possibility of heaven, of upstairs, of the second realm, of God's realm through Jesus. And that this eternal life that He is talking about is essential. It's an essential element to life Upstairs, on the second floor, up in heaven, however you want to call it. God sent Jesus downstairs to show us how to get upstairs. You with me? John 3.16, maybe you've heard this before. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him may not perish but may have eternal life. Who had that as a memory verse as a child? I'm just curious, okay? Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world through Him might be saved. Very famous verse of Scripture here. And because we've heard it so many times, it just kind of sits there as something that we can say from rote. This was a stunning, stunning revelation that Jesus proclaimed here. That God sees the world sees all of us who are downstairs with all the evil and the darkness surrounding us. Logically, God should be angry about that. Logically, God would want to punish people living in hatefulness and evil because it's in direct opposition to what's going on upstairs. Yet, God chooses to love the world. God willfully chooses to love everybody downstairs and sent Jesus to teach us how to love and show us how to get upstairs. All right, what do you think about Nicodemus? (coughs) You like him? Don't like him? Yeah, candy's got a so far. What about you, Zoomers? What you think? We got another, yeah, everybody's kind of this way. I will tell you this. We meet Nicodemus twice more in the Gospel of John. 
Later on, I think about chapter 7, he defends Jesus against an attack from the Pharisees. And then we see him at the tomb after Jesus' crucifixion. Something Jesus said affected his life. When we meet him here, he's confused. He can't make logical sense of Jesus. As one writer this, that I read this week said, he can't enter new life through his intellect. And I think sometimes we try to do that. We try to make sense of stuff that you really can't make sense of. Part of faith is embracing that which we cannot explain. I want to quote here from Gail O'Day. She says, we cannot determine who Jesus is, but who we are must be determined by who Jesus is. If we trust in Jesus, somehow we will be born again, born from above. The Holy Spirit moves like the wind through our lives. Where did it come from? Where is it going? I don't know. But somehow, by the movement of the Spirit and the love of Jesus and the grace of God, we can be made whole and one day move upstairs. Thank you for listening to the Simple Worship Podcast. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to us at universitychristian.org. If you like this sermon, please share it with others. Thanks again, and have a blessed week.